Welcome to Archie and Me, an Archie Comics podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Brandon, and we are out of Pop's basement, and we're, Finally. Up, we're up in the uh, the dining area again. <laughs> <laughs> Light. I gotta say, his uh, basement very dusty down there in the archives. Definitely he's, doing a number on my asthma. He's only got like a few scattered lamps. <laughs> let's yeah, let's get him some nice lighting. Yeah, although like having just a couple lamps adds to the atmosphere. I think. Sure, sure. <laughs> it's not good for research, though. And you need like a faint dripping sound in the background, you know, <laughs> like in a cave or something. I love it. Today, we are talking about the 30th anniversary of Love Showdown. And we're talking about it not only because it's the 30th anniversary of this great crossover from 1994, but also Archie Comics just released a new paperback collection, which collects the original Love Showdown crossover event from 1994. It also includes... Uh, the um, 2004 sequel, and it also has some great bonus material in the back, too. So we'll be talking about the original story. We'll be talking about all the stuff that's in this edition, talking about the anniversary. It's all about love today. And showdowns. And showdowns. <laughs> and if you don't know, the premise of Love Showdown uh, is that it was marketed as Archie finally choosing who he's going to be with. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, the Bat Cat wedding. <laughs> oh no yeah we won't go down that rabbit hole (laughs) so like i said the original crossover came out in 1994 and it was a crossover between archie betty betty and veronica and veronica so four different series one issue per series and the creative team that worked on that crossover was dan parent stan goldberg henry scarpelli bill yashida barry grossman bill goller doug crane ken selig Dan DiCarlo, and Allison Flood. And then after the original series, they had a one-shot follow-up. The creative team for that was Dan Parent, Mike Esposito, Bill Yoshida, Barry Grossman, and Bill Gallagher. And then the 2004 sequel, which featured Betty and Veronica Spectacular and Archie and Friends. The creative team for that was Dan Parent, John Diagostino, Barry Grossman, and Vicky Williams. So, Brandon, before we get too deep into it, I have to talk about the context of Archie Comics doing this because mm-hmm. it's, it's so interesting and it speaks to 90s comics for mm-hmm. sure. It's kind of inspired by the Death of Superman crossover. Yep, yep. And if you, uh, if you haven't seen uh, news clips, you should definitely go on YouTube and just search Death of Superman uh, you know, news. It was a big sensation at the time because everybody, this is, this is at the height of the comics bubble, Everybody was convinced that this new Death of Superman crossover was going to be worth a lot of money in the future. So it sold like gangbusters. Local news stations did stories about it. Spoiler alert. Um, you know, those <laughs> did, not, did not end up being valuable, but uh, it was a huge sales juggernaut. And so um, Archie Comics wanted to do a crossover of their own that would make the news. And this was a big... This was a big, like, they did what it did well. It sold very well for them yeah. that they even had a sequel and you know, the one shot uh, follow up. Because it does kind of end at a, like, a, oh, Cheryl, oh, Cheryl. And then you oh, don't Cheryl. get much Cheryl background, you know? <laughs> uh-huh. 
Do you like? Do you like in general? Do you, are you a crossover guy? You like crossovers? Oh, I was gonna ask you the same thing. <laughs> so it's so interesting. I do like crossovers, mm-hmm. but I don't like crossovers when it interrupts the main story. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. One of my least favorite things, DC Comics. Uh, <laughs> Marvel does it too. Yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, like for example, Chips and Archie's Batman run. Mm-hmm. I was really enjoying it, and then there's some sort of event that I wasn't, I didn't want to pick up every issue. Yep. And so I felt like so sidetracked, and now we're like back to the back to the original story, and I just uh-huh. I'm like, oh man, oh yeah, this story. I just hate when that happens. Uh, I understand that, I guess, supposedly people buy more books mm-hmm. that way, but they just do it so often now is my other yeah, issue. Yeah. There's so many events, crossovers, that when this happened, Love Showdown is like a big deal. Yeah, and Archie didn't follow it up by doing a crossover every six months. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, I'm with you. There, There's a good way to do a crossover and a bad way to do a crossover. I just saw in the new solicits that uh, my my I'm reading Superman right now. That's going to have a crossover, uh, of course, it, in yeah. a few months. And I'm like, oh no! It's like if I just keep my regular pull list, I'm, I'm I don't want to read part three of something. So it's like, am I going to fall for it and like pick up the other issues of the other books it's in, or am I going to you know whatever? I'll probably I'll probably fold. I'll probably get them. But um, yeah, it, it's uh, when they're done well, it can be so fun. Um, but uh, if it's over saturated it's no fun for anybody well i'm thinking of like archie Kong, for example like i love the jughead and vampironica book but it's a separate book yeah the worlds are crossing over but stone's separate book that is adding to what was already going on and it's not interrupting you know the monthly story you know and sometimes crossovers can be fun especially if there is a strong editorial uh momentum going on in a line of books to where it, it makes sense story-wise for them eventually to, to kind of cross over. I'm thinking about stuff like uh, Jonathan Hickman's, you know, Avengers and New Avengers oh, and yeah. stuff like that, uh, where it would where they would, you know, I mean, obviously they were, you know, uh, twin books at the same time, but, you know, there was crossovers there, and I'm thinking of Ben and X-Men. Um, and, and, and when an X-Men line is really firing on all cylinders and uh, the, the stories are working really well together, then it... it having a crossover just feels like a continuation of the story. When that's kinda... right. We like Bendis' X-Men. <laughs> We're that kind of podcast. That's true. Uh, we just lost half our subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if it comes out of nowhere uh, for a book that has its own thing it's trying to do, not great. Before we get too deep in the story, I do want to mention that we will have some spoilers, but I think even Archie, <laughs> Archie, your, uh, your, your, one of your social media accounts did spoil the big twist at the end, but it is 30 years old. <laughs> it spoiled it for poor Brandon. Oh, well, you, you managed to get it spoiled for yourself too. Uh, yeah, I think now. also, I, I was just researching it. Yeah, and yeah. And I I didn't want to I didn't want to bring it up during the the Veronica episode mm-hmm. and Betty Veronica where we were kind of talking about who would we pick I'm like hmm <laughs> <laughs> but I did want to mention uh, this actually came out a few months after Archie meets the Punisher mm. not Archie versus just me <laughs> he just meets him so this this was a really interesting time for Archie comics then they're really kind of experimenting uh, in this in this decade. Yeah, they talk about uh, on the Wikipedia page for Love Showdown, where that's where I'm getting some of my facts. So if they're wrong, <laughs> Archie, just let me know. 
But they talk about that this kind of was the the 90s was is a big boost for Archie in a way. In 1995, uh, they had a planned movie and musical that did fall through, but they had sold their licensing to um, a company called King Features. Mm. So it was a lot of new Archie merchandise, clothing, stationery, kitchenwares, it says. So it seems like a big push for Archie yeah. around this time period. Isn't, isn't this also the time period where we got that that made-for-TV movie? Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> and or just like Return to Riverdale or And whatever. this is when I was reaching, reading an Archie as a kid in the yeah. 90s, in the yeah. mid-90s. I know you weren't even born yet, probably. But. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I was reading Archie. Yeah, no, I was reading... Um, Sesame Street books, uh, you know. Sesame Street books? <laughs> okay, you couldn't think of any other books. I was trying to think of what did I read it when I was like three years old. Yeah, what did you read? <laughs> uh, Sesame Street I books. I mean, I read Sesame Street books, you know. It, what, those little texture books, you know, this this page is soft. This page is, you know. It says that. This page is soft. <laughs> letters. Um, I was big into those letter books, I tell you okay, what. Right. Really helpful. Really helpful. Sometimes I still reference them just to make sure, you know. <laughs> One thing that I think really works about this crossover is that, you know, a lot of these Archie series were doing, um, you know, there's their issues were one-shots and one-shot stories already. And so having a crossover wasn't really derailing any kind of 20-issue run or something, you know, we're telling some long story. And also, we talked about this before, but Archie is really, really good at maintaining a strong editorial hand and a house style. Yeah. And so even sure. though there's so many different creative teams on this crossover, it's so it's so seamless when you read it. Well, I do. Ha- I I'm going to bring up an issue. Okay. Right here, the seamlessness. Mm-hmm. There is a point in this, and I'm skipping ahead a little bit. There's a point in the story where Veronica takes Archie to a, a, the dance, mm-hmm. and when they when Veronica goes to pick up Archie, he's wearing a tux. Oh. It's like ruffled, <laughs> and Veronica's wearing a very fancy dress. Uh-huh. But when you see him at the dance, they're wearing way more casual clothing. Uh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah, so I wonder if maybe my my you know mm-hmm. story logic was that it was their dinner wear. Oh yeah, and then they had casual dance wear. That tux was one of those ripoff tuxes. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so to start the story off, it's very interesting because we get this love letter. That Archie is like reading out in front of everyone and talking about. But that love letter is not really necessarily brought up or focused on until the last issue of the first Mm -hmm. series. There's a really classic Archie comedy moment of Betty and Veronica. The letter goes flying and (laughs) and they're trying to track it down, but it flies to the air. Uh, They fall in a manhole. It flies all the way to the beach and lands in a barrel that's on fire. <laughs> and Archie wants to keep... Me and Archie, he wants to keep him suspense. Uh-huh. And Reggie's potster Reggie, Reggie's potster mantle, mm-hmm. gets both Betty and Veronica to think that both of them wrote the love yeah, letter. Yeah, that's from each other. Mm-hmm. And that they lied to each other about it. Mm-hmm. And I, w- I want to know your thoughts about this. I think... Betty and Veronica are totally cool with the rivalry when they're being honest with each other about it. You know what? I think that's a great point. I agree. Totally. Like, of course, they play tricks on each other. Like, oh, I took him out on a date. But they don't usually, like, bold-faced lie to each other's no, 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 no. faces. No, you know, there's not, there's not usually, you know, deceit is not usually a part of their relationship, even when they're buttonheads, you know. Mm-hmm. And Veronica calls their friendship off. 
Oh, I know. I know. We th- This, uh, I, I I didn't quite know what I expected going into to Love Shadowdown, but um, I I was pleasantly surprised that it was kind of like, a, in a way, kind of a Betty versus Veronica story. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, through this dredgy prank, they do uh, decide to kind of go to war with each other in a way, in a very, you know, silly, archy way. Betty starts, she automatically, this is the kind of uh, energy I bring to when I'm like, uh, set on a frustration with someone. I'm like, I'm throwing away all their stuff. <laughs> Betty takes a wheelbarrow and wheelbarrows Veronica's barred clothes back to uh-huh. her house. Betty rips up all the photos of Veronica that she has like in her room, which remind, which made me think, uh, how many times have you gone home after recording a podcast episode with me and ripped up pictures of me in your room? I don't have many pictures of you, so... Oh, well. We'll have to change that. <laughs> I delete it from my phone. I get an app that I get an app that digitally rips a di- you know a phone <laughs> photo. No, no, I wouldn't do that. So we get to that that charity dance we were talking about, where Betty we get that we get to what we were talking about with Betty. She's fixed trying to help Archie fix his car, and she does like research on it, to figure it out. <laughs> Which you know I have to say, uh, minor qu- minor quibble. Uh, Archie does not seem like a Mustang kid to me. He should uh, have a crappy jalopy. <laughs> always, always yeah. has. A, but, but in this story, he has a Mustang. I feel like in the '90s, right? Isn't that what Mustang was popular? Uh, I mean, I know other eras, of oh, course, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like maybe they had a resurgence too. Mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm. it was just uh, my turn. <laughs> <laughs> but Betty, yeah, Betty reads a Mustang repairs kit so that she can impress Archie um, by by specifically fixing his Mustang. And Veronica whisked him off to the dance, leaving Betty with the car. Rude. Very rude. Next, there's a cover I really like in, for part three, where it's a Dan DiCarlo with Henry Scarpelli cover, where Veronica's, Veronica's crying in the forefront, and Betty and Archie together. And it's very, like, classic romance comic cover. Yeah. Maybe think of, like, um, EC Comics, like Weird Love and stuff like that. Yeah, and I've been, you know, you know, I've been reading Love uh, Everlasting, so I've oh. been in that romance comic sort so of good. mood. Um, but yes, uh, they've and then they immediately switch into their casual clothes. They rip off the rip off tux, you know. Yeah, dinner's done. <laughs> That's the head cannon. <laughs> and uh, they do get into uh, Betty and Veronica do get into a fight at the dance because Betty a does- dance off. <laughs> yeah, right. Betty decides to show up. She. <laughs> She's wearing a a very attractive dress. It's very short. It's very short. That that is mentioned in, in in the story. Yeah, right. We're not just saying that. It's part of the plot. There's this great panel that shows all the boys just being like, "Wow, ah, oh." Yeah. <laughs> not the last time that happens in this storyline. No, 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 no. And then of course there's another one which like, uh, I mean, one kid is has just had his. His eyes, his eyes are drawn huge, and his tongue's hanging out, and just this speech like bubble is like. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't look like a wolf. I'm just. <laughs> uh, there's also so they have the dance off, and Veronica loses, mm-hmm. but she ends with her falling this big uh, bowl of punch, which is a really great panel of Veronica <laughs> and punch. Yeah, she she like somersaults into a bowl of punch, which who among us has never done the same? I've never done it. Oh well, I don't I, because I've never done a somersault as well. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm trying to say I've never done a somersault or been invited to a dance. So, oh, <laughs> I've been in lots of dances. I think I went to three proms, and it's like, 
Wow. Not because I brag about it. Why well, don't you? no, I didn't want to go to any proms, <laughs> but it was one of those things where you're like, but just so people just wanted to go with you so bad, so bad. That's not what I'm trying. I'm trying to say, I was not that interested in the prom, but it seemed like something you were supposed to do. Mm, you know? Yeah, no, that's fair. Of course, yeah, Brandon, I'm gonna be a jerk to my date that asked me or that I, you know, yeah, someone else dating a time. I don't want to go to the prom, so I'm not going with you. Yeah, I mean that's an interesting problem to have. You know, so many people want to take you to the prom. This is sorry. This is just a mystery to me. You have to. I'm explain. allowed to have problems. <laughs> I can have perspectives that are different than yours. Like uh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I'll ask you to. Do you want to go to prom? I would love to. Let, let's get dressed up and go out one night. Well, I don't really want to go to the prom. So. Oh. Okay. Well. Dinner. <laughs> dinner then. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, let's wear a fancy. I'll wear a fancy tux with yeah. you. Yeah. We'll hit up the Arby's. <laughs> the we. All right. Yeah. We are by the the world's <laughs> biggest Arby's. <laughs> So, <laughs> so Veronica wants to kind of make it up to Archie, try to win it back. And she tries to get in Betty's lane and she tries to bake these muffins. And we get a mention of Chef Pierre, mm-hmm. the chef we talked about, the French cuisine chef. <laughs> uh, and it, it's funny because Veronica's dad thinks the house is on fire. She's like, why didn't you get Chef Pierre to make it? And Veronica, I, I do like this of Veronica where she's like, I really want to win Archie back. Like, I want to win him over. I don't mm-hmm. want to just bring him uh, muffins that Pierre made. So Veronica brings these muffins, and Archie, of course, tries one and cracks a tooth. <laughs> I wish we got a, we got a, uh, some story of Betty bringing him to the dentist. Like, I want to see what Archie's dentist... I'm sure there's, like, so many mishaps that happens at Archie's dentist. Oh, I'm sure. But Jughead, Bur- Jughead, good Jughead Burn, he's like, oh, Veronica, I'll take him. And she's like, really? And he, he's like, my dad is building a wall out of stones, and I think this would be really good. Burn! Oh, wow. Mm. Got her. <laughs> we get appearance of Reggie Mantle, who was the pot stirrer. Yeah, yeah. And started this whole showdown, to be honest. Besides Archie's lack of communication. <laughs> <laughs> I, he also uh, gives himself several nicknames uh, in this issue where he says that he is the king of confidence, the earl of ego, and the duke of dastardly. <laughs> and he is dastardly, folks. <laughs> but he offers to help Veronica in practicing like old, old like dating techniques where she's like bouncing up yeah, on her head and she's practicing and... her like elocution. And they watch, instead of dirty dancing, they watch Naughty dancing, <laughs> so great. And then he laughs hard that they're watching naughty dancing. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and there's a great line where it says that Veronica's the first lodge in three generations to break a sweat. <laughs> well, now now that she's um, empowered with the uh, with the knowledge of naughty dancing, she puts on like the sequin dress, and she goes to Pops to impress Archie. He's very impressed, of course. And um, that's when it kind of uh, it boils over it, uh, and it kind of reaches a crescendo with Betty and Veronica where they challenge each other to a duel. And this, this, the duel made me laugh out loud. <laughs> and Pops has a great line at the end of that story where he says, Now I know how those Wild West saloon keepers felt. <laughs> and it made me want to see some Archie Wild West in the Wild West That would be fun. That would be really fun. I'm sure there's some. Yeah. bouncing around um their their version of a duel is so funny they're going to meet at high noon in the park 
They're going to both wear dry clean only outfits. Their best. Their best. And they have to have a freshly done hairdo. And they're going to soak each other with super soakers. <laughs> Which is such a 90s thing. I'm sure they were probably around before that. But did you ever have a super soaker? I did. I loved it. Did you, did you have like the biggest one? Like who had the biggest one on the block, you know? <laughs> I didn't. No, no, no. Just regular. <laughs> I, I probably had like the off-brand one, to be honest. It was like, um, mm. it was a wide wetter. <laughs> <laughs> you want to send the episode on that yeah let's just stop there oh man <laughs> but we get to that we get to the we're ending. recording late at night folks yeah so. well, uh, i like that it's 7 30 brandon's <laughs> like it's so late it was dark out you know it's so it's it's this is archie and me after dark after dark but this is the big ending. They turn to shoot the Super Stokers. And it's Cheryl and Archie are there. Cheryl Blossom. And guess what? She wrote the letter. She Cheryl's wrote the letter. back. She's back in town. She wrote Archie a love letter. Archie is flattered. And uh, big reveal. Big reveal. And this is a return. And it's interesting seeing uh, Dan Parent and Bill Gallagher talk about they have an interview in the back where they talk about wanting to bring cheryl back and she had kind of gotten been taken out of the archie books because i think they were talking about like she was a little scandalous or something so it's kind of interesting to see that they i love that that they seem to have really collaborative process of like figuring out breaking down the story and figuring it out together and then right after this we get the uh the love showdown sort of one one shot follow-up which continues the story, came out the same year. And this one goes into a bit more detail of the background between Cheryl and Archie. Yeah, we get Ethel and Midge talking to Betty and Veronica, and they're like, Cheryl's back. And Ethel has this great moment where she goes un, you know, undis- undercover. She wears a disguise <laughs> to try to, uh, I guess, get the scoop on Cheryl. Yeah, yeah. She pretends to be rich. She says that her family owns like most of Texas or something. And she's like, "Why don't you de- date someone at the private school? You know, don't date someone below you." Yeah. And Cheryl's mm-hmm. like, uh, "You know what? I will go to Riverdale." <laughs> it totally backfires. But there's some cool art with the flashbacks. Yeah. Where when it's going into the flashback in the panel, it starts showing like this cloud, just mm-hmm. part of it, and then you turn the page. And every page has these clouds around it to indicate as a flashback. So in this one-shot special, we ca- basically it's setting up the history of Cheryl and people's interactions with her and flashbacks. So we can go a little more context for Cheryl. But we have to mention that apparently this is a reference to previous storylines, that Jughead mm-hmm. has a magical pen <laughs> that makes him irresistible to women. Yep, and he uses, and I love it. It's a good Betty and him moment where he he helps out Betty by distracting Cheryl. Uh huh. I'm sure they walked like two blocks away, and he immediately took it off. <laughs> yeah, he ain't, he ain't got time for that. So we don't want to talk about every single story beat that is in these other issues because you should pick this up. Yeah, but we do get a great moment, a classic teenage ski resort story <laughs> not that i ever went to a ski resort story but i did see it a lot on tv oh yeah yeah uh me too you remember that old uh the boy sk- meets world episode 
Yes, that's exactly what I was going to say. No, what are you going to say? Uh, well, I do remember that Boy Meets World episode. Um, I know. Corey, he cheated on Tabanga. He kissed that girl. Mm. Mm. Ski girl. I forget her name. <laughs> I also love the uh, the Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode that kind of spoofs. From your childhood? Yeah, from my childhood. <laughs> no, now I'm thinking about something else. But it like spoofs like every ski resort 80s movie thing, you know, trope. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, I don't want to get ahead of us, but there's a moment in the ski resort part of the story that I just have to talk about. Um, because I love it so much, but also, uh, Jughead's drip. Oh yeah, and the ski resort is on another level. He's What's wearing it? like a what? What I originally thought looked like a sleeping cap, <laughs> like an old fashioned sleeping cap, and uh, and he's got like gray gloves, and he's got a brown vest and a white turtleneck. There's just a lot going on there. Lots I love it. Love Jughead. Well, just to set up a little bit. They're at the ski resort because Veronica and Betty decide to, they're working together again. They decide to try to like out nice, be nice to Cheryl to try to trip her up and catch her. Mm -hmm. So we basically have Archie and Cheryl together at the ski resort, Reggie and Veronica and Betty and who? Jason Mm -hmm. Blossom. Jason Blossom. Who for this beginning of the story, he's acting very nice and sweet. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you notice that Cheryl calls Archie Archie Pie at one point? <laughs> not as good as Archie. Kids. No, 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 yeah, no, of course not. So I have to talk about my favorite part of this uh, issue, which was the deer. The deer. Archie picks a was fight. Was that what you were going to say? Yeah, yeah. The deer. Yeah, the so deer good. is hilarious. Um, uh, Archie at one point, you know, leans against what he thinks is a tree branch. Turns out to be deer antlers. And this deer... He shows up throughout the issue. Shows up throughout the issue. At this point, he chases Archie. Archie gets stuck in a window. And the deer starts ramming Archie in the butt while he's in this window. And then both Archie and the deer fall down a hill. And it does the classic thing where as they're rolling through the snow, they get caught up in a giant snowball. Uh, And that panel that shows Archie and the deer... In the snowball rolling down the hill made me laugh out loud. Another panel I really liked with the deer was Cheryl decides to be like, Archie, you need to think about things because he's 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 worried about Betty and Jason. And he even goes to punch Jason. He punches uh-huh. Jason as she's as he's saving Betty from falling. Yep. And so everyone's like, Archie, you're a jerk. And so Archie's like, ah, oh, I really screwed things up. And he turns around and shows his butt to the deer and is like, just hit me again. <laughs> and the deer has like a question mark. Uh, the expression is great. It's not just the deer question mark thought bubble. It's also the look. Uh-huh. <laughs> but did you notice? Uh, turn to page 86. Oh, I oh I noticed this. He's noticed what? Mm-hmm. So uh, I love it. I love this is just a small background detail. But at the end of this uh, story, <laughs> there just shows the deer in the background with a doe, and they're in love. Yeah. <laughs> and Veronica's like, yeah, Veronica's like, even the reindeer have better things to do. <laughs> so Archie really messed things up at the ski resort with everybody. I feel like yeah. everyone's not on Archie's side at this point. We cut to a dream sequence, but it's Riverdale 2085, a prequel to Archie 3000. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> And uh, it opens in the Riverdale retirement home. There's so many little little funny moments in this particular story that I want to talk about, but 
uh, in this opening page, it shows a coliseum where Josie and the Pussycats are playing. Yeah. Apparently still, like 70 years later. <laughs> and it says, the absolute last tour. Oh, yeah. That's a that's a great joke. People still doing that. <laughs> but we get Archie uh, in the retirement home, and he's being visited first by Jughead and uh, Ethel. Jughead's, who are a couple. Who are a couple. Jughead's still wearing his hat. We got uh, Veronica's married to a prince. Veronica's married to a prince. Cheryl and Reggie are together. Cheryl and Reggie. Which happens in the last story. They kind of find that they have a lot in common. Yeah, and there's some very... <laughs> there's some very strange dialogue between them. Yeah. That um, that I want to repeat for posterity here. Um, Reggie, is old man Reggie refers to Cheryl as his geriatric go-go girl. <laughs> And then she says, I will nibble on your ear if I haven't if I hadn't left my teeth at home. Interesting, yeah. And uh and uh yeah, Reggie is just like I'm a lucky old geezer. <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out uh, and Betty and Jason looked exactly the same as teenagers because of it's true love. Yep. But Archie is the only one who ended up alone, is Aww. sort of the idea behind this future, is that he is alone, he has nobody. Uh, because of his stupidity. He wakes up and realizes, you know what? Betty is the one for me. Oh, are we finally getting the answer to the showdown? <gasps> no. <laughs> because as soon as he's about to tell Betty, guess what? Another new girl shows up. Savannah Smythe. And she's from Mississippi, so I like to imagine that it's Savannah Smythe. You like that? You said it like a your Savannah Smythe, like a Swedish. <laughs> you like that? That was your very southern accent. No, no, that was. Um, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have time to prepare. You know. All right, so you want to try again for a pause? <laughs> now I'm afraid to try it again. What if it's worse the second time? <laughs> I think it might be better. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm so Savannah Smythe. That why I didn't do that. That's the, worse the, too. Uh, the Smythe. Smythe. That's where it gets really sweet. A Smythe. <laughs> If this was 2006, I might be like, my wife. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's very similar. Um, so I think Samantha Smythe is known. <laughs> Samantha Smythe is known for being. I would ask you to take it out, but I know you wouldn't. I'm not going to take okay. it out, no. All right. uh, she's known for being, I think, in that Wilkin boy, uh, to uh, like um, a potential love interest for, you know, our boy. Yeah. Bingo. Bingo. Who's got a new one shot coming out. Yep. Return of is it the Chilling Adventures of Salem team? I'm pretty sure. Uh, Colin Bond. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Getting a couple uh sequels to horror one shots this spring. Oh yeah, Pops Chocolate Shop of Horrors. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. With a g- great team, just a great mm-hmm. overall team. Man, Archie's killing it in the horror game. We're eating good, eating good. Um, so that's it for. The 1994 storyline. Um, next, we've got 10 years later. They did a, a quick little fun sequel. So in the 2004 continuation, the sequel, it's we got a movie. It's very meta. Like mm-hmm. a movie's going to be filmed in Riverdale. And it's based on the love showdown for the <laughs> 90s. But instead of Archie, Betty, Veronica, it's Arnie, Betsy, and Victoria. <laughs> Yeah, apparently Cheryl has commissioned this film to be made, and so she makes herself and the film look great, and uh, Betty and Veronica, not so much. But twist, it turns out, 
she's actually wants them to kind of interfere with the shooting of the movie because she's actually shooting a reality show about it. They they mess up. They figure this out. And Betty and Veronica try to play along. They're like, okay, we'll pretend we like it. Mm -hmm. And so Cheryl has nothing to shoot. And it makes her her family spend all this money on the on the uh, <laughs> shoot, and she goes bankrupt, and they have to permanently stay in Riverdale. <laughs> in Riverdale, I love it. Yeah, it's it's so funny because it, like at one point it kind of they want to to kind of capture a reality show vibe, and so Betty and Veronica are like, let's not cause any drama, so then they can't use the footage because yeah. it'll be boring. <laughs> <laughs> there is a great moment where. Cheryl pushes a giant snowball. <laughs> the snowballs come up a lot in this uh, the story, but on Betty and Veronica. <laughs> Again, classic Archie. We get two panels of showing them rolling down a hill, uh, forming a big snowball. Which you know, it, I have to I have to admit. So you know how like, when you're a kid, stop, drop, and roll was such a big thing that like you know the idea of you being on fire just seems like it's going to become a common occurrence when you're an adult. Oh yeah, it happens all the time. I feel I feel like cartoons and comics condition me to think that rolling down a hill in the snow and b- turning into a giant snowball was something that that was very probably going to happen to me at some point. But uh, you know, I don't think it. I don't think it's very realistic. So the re I do want to mention that we get. I think it's Bridget Riley, that that character, who reveals to them that it's a reality show sort mm-hmm. of scenario. But we recently saw her in that great story in Betty the Final Girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're, hey, Brandon, we're starting to know different characters. <gasps> I know. Look at us. <laughs> you more so, because you're always correcting uh, my uh, off facts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just more confident. I could be totally wrong, but I'm just more confident in, in uh, saying that I'm right. <laughs> so we, we should say that um, one big reason to go and pick up this new Love Showdown collection is not just because the story that we talked about is great, but... There's also a lot of stuff in the back that we didn't even talk about that you should experience for yourself. There's a wonderful interview with Bill Gallagher and Dan Parrott. There's some great reprint, reprinted Betty and Veronica stories. Uh, it's just that this, this collection is chock full of fun stuff. So definitely go pick it up. And it's a great moment in history. Yeah. You know, it's great to look back at this point in Archie's history 30 years later. Can you believe it? It's wild. Well, here comes Pop with ah, oh, it's a it's one milkshake with two straws for me oh. and Brandon. <laughs> you know what? I would duel for you, Brandon. With super soakers. Yep, with wide wetters. <laughs> wide wetters. <laughs> it's, that not, like, it's not even an apt uh, comparison. Was that wide like the, and super, like the Kmart store brand version? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're going a little long. So Brandon, um. What is what? Yeah, what is a piece of entertainment like a romance or something you would recommend that has to do with you people like a rom com or something like that? Well, I'll recommend something that you mentioned earlier, which is a wonderful series coming out right now, comic series called Love Everlasting by Tom King and and uh, I think she's French, Elsa Chatier. Her art is so amazing. That's and so I, good. And I'm excited about their new book that's coming out. It's, uh, I, I can't remember exactly the title, but it looks fantastic. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And uh, Love Everlasting is a great, it's kind of a romance comic with a bit of a twist, a bit of a dark twist. Um, and uh, let's just say that, that a woman experiences a lot of different love stories throughout the series. It's everlasting. It's everlasting. 
uh, in different time periods with different people. And uh, there's a little bit of a underlying mystery going on. And probably my, oh, one of my favorite comics. And if you ever want to talk to me about it, you can message me. I'm, I'll talk about it nonstop. It's Heartstopper. Oh, oh yeah. my heart. <laughs> I love it so much. It's so adorable. And I also have to mention this the graphic novel, My Boyfriend is a Bear. Oh, yeah, yeah, you told me about this one. Where it's really good. And the story basically is um, this woman who she's gone through terrible breakups and she's just like, oh my gosh. And she falls in love with this real life bear. <laughs> and it's like, at first, the best relationship she's ever had. Yeah. So those are my two Heartstopper, My Boyfriend is a Bear. I would, I, I think it'd be fun to have a partner who uh, hibernates six months out of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, yeah. Oh, what if you need them for something? Uh, that's true. Well, you hibernate with them in solidarity. Oh, okay. You know, yeah. and uh, who wouldn't want to sleep that long? It'd be great. Anyway. <laughs> well, thank you all for listening. Feel free to check us out on social media. We're around. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Archie and Me podcast. Mm-hmm. Leave us a rating and review. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Let us know what you want us to cover. We're We're excited about this next year of episodes and have some fun things up our sleeves. Yeah, we, uh, we aren't going anywhere. We're, uh, we're now, gosh, coming up on our hundred episodes <gasps> sometime in the next couple months, maybe we'll see. Thanks for listening. Bye. I'm no Betty or Veronica, not even Jughead. Don't you call me a Reggie. I'd rather be caught dead. Just to Archie and me.